today we're going to talk about maybe some things that are a little bit triggering. <laughs> I think specifically um, what we have disclosed in previous episodes, but Heather has struggled with an eating disorder. I've struggled with substance use, so I don't think we get too explicit today um, with that, but it is something that is probably going to uh, come up and make a presence. So if that is going to be triggering, then maybe not the podcast for you today. Welcome back to episode three. Is it three today? Already three. Already diagnosed. Ooh, it's so exciting that we've made it this far. I mean, because your level of dedication and actually renting a room and getting an official <laughs> sign put on it literally <laughs> bowls me over because, um, yeah, I just fucking- The story is amazing too, because like, so- a little backstory of what's going on with my life is that I, Camden and I are currently transitioning to a new area. So we're in Tennessee right now. And because we only have his car and the van, it's kind of been a, a, and we just had van problems. Now that we're back on the road and everything's fine, it's been crazy trying to get adjusted. And then today was our recording day. And I was like, oh shit, like, where am I going to go? You know? Cause like, you can't just go and sit down in a coffee shop and just start yelling about like, yeah, just absurdness. Say, yeah, like every week Heather's either been having transmission problems or is like <laughs> in a totally different state. Cause her and her boyfriend Camden are living in this van. And that said, so, uh, just the fact that we've been able to make it work with everything that's been going on yeah, yeah. like volumes. So yeah. And he's actually been like the perfect person to do oh. this with because I was like stressed out because obviously everything's been crazy. So I like was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, where am I going to go? And I was trying to call libraries to like find a private room, but like the ones I called didn't have them. So when I was just at my interview, he, God bless his little soul, like called this library and, and, um, they were like, Oh, I don't know if we have like any times. Normally people like have to reserve ahead of time and they have to pay. And he's, I don't know what kind of like wave came over him, but he said, um, I'm the manager of an international podcast that's gaining, that's gaining traction and we need a space. Normally we have a studio, but our studio isn't work like isn't available. So we need a space to do this recording. And so we like show up here and there's like heart, there's like five cars here. So I don't know what the big deal was, but they like walked us into this like giant classroom, like probably like fits 25 people and it's just him and I oh and there's God. a sign on the door that says like reserved for a meeting from two to three and I'm just yeah. like oh my oh God, God dude like 
Dude, I fucking love him so much. I just want to hug him now. He is officially our manager. Exactly. I know. I wanted him to come on here and explain the whole phone, the phone call he had, but obviously he's doing managerial things right now. So (laughs) because we have somebody the door, making sure no one comes in. Yeah. Oh, Oh, but that's the kicker. He even threw in that we would like do a shout out. Oh, oh, to the library. Yeah, because he told them like our like yeah, podcast name and everything. So I have to give a shout out now. Okay. Avon- <laughs> Avondale uh, Community Library, Public Library in Chattanooga. All right. Uh, shout out. Thank you, Erica. So what are we what are we talking about today? <laughs> okay. So today I think we both were thinking given everything that we would maybe talk about some pros and cons of therapy and some of our experiences of therapy uh because therapy is interesting and funny it is it is I mean you can have you can have a complete different outcome from therapy just between therapists that you have so like how many therapists have you had I mean, um, I have had, I don't know, I probably had like maybe three or four different therapists. Like, yeah. What? Yeah. Um, have you only had the one? Um, you mean my couples therapist currently? Oh no. (laughs) no. (laughs) I'm at two. No, I had a, I had two others before. So I've had four total. Oh, okay. Yeah. The two from before were like, gosh like early college that was who I had subscribed to uh for for my eating disorder and uh more or less it didn't help I probably went to each of them like two times and then I yeah they they're so different though too and like the Mm -hmm. the more recent two therapists that I've had like just it's so interesting I'm like okay like I could probably be a therapist if I, I mean, if I just had the certification, obviously, but like, I feel like I could at a potentially better level than like 75% of the ones I've had. I've only liked the one and he's still questionable. So yeah, that's interesting. Okay. So yeah, that's kind of my experience with therapists. I guess I had one therapist that I saw for like quite a few sessions, um, and it's just really interesting with therapy because I feel like there is I don't know you can have this mentality of like oh I'm here because something's wrong and I need to fix it and that sort of almost forces you to like for at least like for me in my frame of mind years ago like sort of forced me to like kind of find problems that were not the real problem like I just was talking around it you know so it's like maybe I should pick up with my boyfriend maybe I should like you know stop eating wheat like blah 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 and it's like (laughs) I really wasn't like oh you know like I actually am secretly like you know using substances to cope really heavily and I can't even talk to my therapist about it let alone like you know any of my friends or family um yeah like so it's like I'd be in these sessions like 
why am I even here? You know? Right. Yeah. Cause if you're not putting in the work, then like, you're not getting anything out of it. And mm-hmm. like, I mean, I would say that, gosh, that's why people are so hesitant to even start therapy is because they're like, I can't like open up about this. To yeah. anybody. And otherwise, so then you're just sitting there. I mean, like I literally, like when I had my eating disorder would like binge eat and then like vomit in the bathroom, like across the hallway from my therapist, yeah. like, and, but then that teller, you know, I just sit down and be like, yeah, things are okay. You know? And it's, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. really resonant. It's really, really resonant. I mean, like I was heavily using drugs and eventually I, um, when I finally opened up to this one therapist about it, um, I sent her like an email and then like, maybe I saw her one more time and then I never went back. I was like basically too ashamed to like really actually get into it. So like, I kind of wanted to bring it up, but I was not ready to deal with it. So I literally quit therapy, broke open my boyfriend, moved across the country. I was like, Poof, I just threw that one out there and now I'm not going to deal. I'm not ready to deal with it. You know, like, um, so yeah. like that was weird. But then even when I finally started talking to a therapist about it, it's like, oh, well, the problem it's not the substances or whatever, right? Like it's not the eating disorder. It's like the stuff that's underneath that, mm-hmm. that my therapist, who I finally was able to really kind of talk with those things about, which I feel like are almost always family related issues mm-hmm. because it has to do with your view of the world and how <laughs> you were raised and your family is such a big part of that. Um, but she was like, the purpose of therapy is, essentially when you go through these darker realizations that everybody is doing the best that they can and it wasn't necessarily good enough and it's not ever maybe going to be good enough that you have somebody there with you to basically hold your hand while you have those realizations so that you're not alone because I was like yeah there's nothing darker than sitting in a room by yourself having to confront the fat like reality the fact right, your demons that, are all yeah, coming up yeah I'm like what's up girl I've been yeah. under that sleeve for a while for yeah sure. it really is your de- like demons you know I mean it's such a great symbol of it which is why I think it's it's just used and used and used yeah, you know, over yeah. that's it feels oh. like walking through hell yeah I think that's what a lot of it is it's just like past stories and traumas that you can't like that you just have to face, you know, and, mm-hmm. and part of that process is like actually sticking with therapy for like a long period of time to work through it. And I mean, I don't know about you, but I've literally have not, I've like maybe done 15 sessions with the four therapists that I've had, yeah. you know, yeah. it's not very much at all. Mm. Yeah. I think it was, Yeah, I would have these sporadic sessions. And then with the therapist I had most recently, I realized, and I think I've said this before, but we were having quite spaced out sessions, like maybe once every couple or every few weeks, you know, and it didn't, you know, I think it was hard for my therapist to kind of get to know me, um, you know, and like, 
I like obviously you know for me to get to know her but that's not necessarily the point but um I you know I sort of realized it was hard for her to get to know me and it's like well that's kind of how would it would be I mean your therapist is just human you know they're not Mm -hmm. like writing down every fucking thing that I say about my life I wish they did though it would be nice (laughs) if they had you know superpower memory um but like yeah, I mean, when I, yeah, I think having it like more consistently, like every week or something was really helpful, especially like when I was having, you know, challenging time going through my dad's surgeries and stuff like that, like having that person there to sort of validate what I was like going through was just totally necessary. So it was really nice to have that therapeutic relationship established, even though, I was still kind of feeling at the beginning of that, like, oh, I'm not hundred percent sure, like why I'm doing this. Like, I just know that I should be doing it because mm-hmm. I'm having these problems, but that, you know, when, when I was going through then a more traumatic, elevated emotional experience, it was extremely useful to have some support there. I mean, I don't like, don't know what I would have done without it. So, but it, it's, it's yeah. hard. Like I'm not currently seeing my therapist because I am not getting any hours at work like I just can't I can't afford it yeah exactly that is that's the other part of it I think that most people would say why they like don't have therapy it's because of how much it costs I mean that was my like obviously if therapy was free I would definitely choose that option like Mm. nine times out of ten because I I just enjoy it I like having that backboard of someone who's like completely outside of the situation Mm. but um but like back to like where you're saying like you know they're obviously not gonna be writing everything down <laughs> that made me just that literally yeah. just like makes me think of my past therapist who like I would talk to about like like Cam um yeah, yeah. this might be like he's gonna hate this part but <laughs> I would like I would like talk to her about problems with him and um how she always every time right like put money on the table she's gonna ask me if I've taken the long love language quiz with him like that <laughs> drove me so yeah it's like I was like are you do you have zero notes and the fact that it was virtual made me think like you could be typing and I like it was over the phone like I won't see you mm. right and I'm not gonna like take it offensively if that was the case of why they don't take notes but I was like dude <laughs> Yes, I've taken the love language quiz like a thousand times. I've oh, freaking done it. Every fucking time I do it, it's the same answer. I don't know what you expect me to get out of this, but like I guess the question like- is, what are your love languages? <laughs> yeah. I should just have started with that. Like, hey, yeah. I'm doing great. My love language is still this, just in case you decide to ask me. Um yeah, it was just bizarre. And like she kept asking, me, like, well, how old are you again? And I'm like, okay, you obviously you don't listen to me <laughs> you know I, mean? I mean yeah uh Evelyn was an interesting character <laughs> I mean um I my therapist uh my last one like I never actually saw her face to face it was a friend recommended and we always talked over the phone um mm. which is like interesting because I'm just now thinking about sort of different dynamics and my first therapist though now that I mention it she would be like sort of having the clipboard and writing things down. And that is actually really anxiety provoking. Like, is it? Oh, wow. I mean, God, can you imagine that it would be if you were like saying something and someone's like 
writing down little notes and you don't know what they're writing down well yes but at the same time I'm like okay they must be doing their job and they're writing down like key points that they want to like help evaluate what's going on like it's like a weird balance yeah yeah yeah. I mean I can't expect them to memorize like remember it I wouldn't want someone to like think I would well my therapist like said she was like you know um essentially she had a way of communicating with me that you know was resonant with me like it wasn't too life coachy inspirational and it wasn't too like you know disconnected and just like you know letting me basically like do all the work if you want but she was like I you know eventually like the way that it works is like you will kind of start to hear like my voice in your head with stuff and um and 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 I she said that right in the beginning up front and I thought it's interesting because it it primed me to sort of make it that way when things would happen I would start to hear another person's voice in my head that was like this is not your fault it's valid that you feel this way you know that is difficult that must be difficult to like go through or whatever and therefore you know that really releases like for me at least like you know, a lot of guilt and neuroses that can start to come up whenever like someone else is having a dramatic event and you're feeling like, oh, this is my fault or whatever, Mm -hmm. when really maybe it has nothing to do with you um, to get too much into my (laughs) specific uh, diagnosis problem. (laughs) A few weeks ago, I literally got an email, you know, I mean, it's all about email marketing. Like, and I was like, hmm, I sort of know this woman. Who is this? And I was like, oh, this is my former therapist rebranded as a business coach as a life coach well I paid like thousands of pounds for a business coach you know who's kind of like an aggressive therapist (laughs) basically and I remember when I had therapy with this woman I thought there's nothing wrong here but I do feel a little bit like this is very life coachy in that, you know, it is excessively inspirational, at least for me. I mean, maybe that that might work for some people, Mm. but I'm like, I mean, I can't, you know, that's not my demeanor. Like I'm Mm. more down to earth. Like that's interesting. So what would you say is the difference between a life coach and a therapist? What's, what do they, how do they treat differently? Hmm. Oh, that's such a good question. And I'm going to do a terrible job of answering it. This is only my experience. And yeah, perspective. Like urban dictionary definition. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Look that one up. But like for me, if you have a specific goal that you want to meet and you just need someone to keep you accountable, a coach is great that's like with running or volleyball or anything, right? Like the coach is acting in that way. A therapist is for someone who is, um, again, this is just my perception, but like who is dealing with mental, emotional, psychological health issues, usually that stem from something like excessive 
rumination or overthinking what existential questions why am I here what does it mean I can't find a, I can't find a sense of purpose in anything mm-hmm. um you know like the depression anxiety mm-hmm, bipolar I'm, I'm, yeah I'm angry with my parents I can't I can't function in the way that I need to function. I'm, I'm too scared to even talk to the people who could help me, you know, something like with my therapist, it's like, I get off the phone with her and I would find the strength to call my GP and be like, I need to talk to the mental health nurse, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. or like the strength to refill, you know, say my SSRI prescription or whatever, like little tiny things yeah yeah Uh, so that that, definitely makes sense yeah it's like it's account it's accountability but it's not she was never saying to me you need to do this you need to do that have you done it have you done it it was just sort of her prompting me well what could help and I'd be like well this could help and now that I've verbalized it I sort of intrinsically know that if I want to help myself that's what I need to do was she in person or virtual? Ooh, yeah, she is virtual. She actually lives in Australia. Ah, so it was video or just over the phone? Yeah, it was video, video um, stuff. So some of it would be like group and some of it would be oh. singular. But wow. yeah, I mean, I... That's crazy. Mm. Group, group therapy. Like you have strangers on there with you? Well, I mean, like I got to know like some of the people. So, I mean, like it's cool because I got to know like a bunch of Australian people, really. Um, I picked the woman who was doing the business coaching because she was doing the same MLM, which is a Nagic that I was doing and I was trying to make work and I couldn't figure out why I couldn't make it work for me. Um, only after I like hired her, did I realize she didn't really do that. She kind of moved into coaching. Okay. Um, so she wasn't a therapist. She was actually no. like a, oh. she's just a person. I mean, like, because anybody can be a coach, like, and you'll see if you really pay attention to people's like labels and stuff on like, say, I don't know, any form of social media, you yeah. see people cycle through this where they start branding. I've, I've watched nurses do it. I've watched all kinds of people start branding themselves as life coaches, right? Yeah, <laughs> because like, then you can charge whatever you want. Right. Yeah. Cause coach is like such a, like you can take on a host of different things. I mean, that's, that's kind of that with anything, I feel like, like these jobs that I've been applying for lately, like the titles can sound so like official intense and official. And I'm like, God, like all I'm doing is like scrubbing floors. Like, what do you mean? Yeah, I'm like a sure. health and health and wellness specialist or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you get on like you to me, which is like an educational website or, you know, Skillshare possibly. Yeah. I'm not sure how they, how they do, but especially with you to me, it's like, it's really cheap and they will certify you with accredited bodies, blah, blah, blah. It's all so <laughs> official. And you're like, I like watched a 30 minute video and now I'm like an accredited, like yeah. <laughs> instructor, you know, by like, so it's just like, then you walk into the gym or wherever you see all these people with their certifications and quality. And you're just like, yeah, I mean, like, what does that even really mean? And that's kind of like the reason why at the beginning of people's YouTube videos and everything, people will be like, Hey, like, 
I'm not a this, that, or the other, um, you know, because it is a legal issue when it comes to that. Though, I mean, you could essentially say that the way that I think certain people, spiritual teachers, um, you know, and coaches and stuff are revered in the, in the same way, you know, mm-hmm. um, and a good therapist, I think, I mean, I hope uh, <laughs> tries to level that pedestal down without like sort of losing your trust, if that makes sense. Like, like be like, Hey, I'm only human because you're only human as opposed to being like, let me tell you how to do things. Let me tell you right from wrong, because that's exactly what a vulnerable person who needs, th- who would benefit from therapy wants is for someone to tell them what to do. And that's why they're like, therapy is so good because you've probably been through like all the self-help gurus who are charging all this money to tell you how to live your life. Yeah. And then on the other side of that, you just kind of come out being like, God, shit, I still feel the same. Yeah. yeah. At least that, you know, I think that's significantly like, well, it's one person I, telling you what to do versus you voicing how you're feeling and you more or less talk yeah. yourself into and to believe like you know it's you helping yourself with the backboard versus someone telling you what to do <laughs> yeah and it's so, it's just so much easier to want to be told yeah. like what to do when i you know i mean especially i think a lot of people when when you pay that amount of money and it's not and it's still like this with therapy but it's more so when you invest a very large amount, like I did with the life coaching, business coaching thing is like, um, you really surrender your critical thinking skills to like that person for whatever period of time working together. We were working together for like three months. Um, because, and you just really, be like, I'm going to do whatever you say I should do, you know, because this is the outcome I want. And you're telling me that that's where we're going to get. And like, so I, I surrender to you that I'm going to do things your way. Um, and that is interestingly scary, scary and interesting, you know, because I mean, like I said, it's also happening in therapy and it's also happening, in relationship com- compromise with just your everyday relationships, but it's it's happening to a very large degree when you invest a very large amount of money to a, essentially a stranger. Mm-hmm. You know, that finding the right therapist is like finding someone who's talking to where you're at. Because yeah. if you're pretty chill and you're pretty okay with your like emotional health and whatever, and you're just you just want to get your business off the ground, like, you know, whatever. And you just want to get into the marketing and when, whatever, I mean, I don't know who you are, but like, (laughs) um, you know, like then you're looking for somebody who's talking to like a sort of a different like level. So, I mean, it's been really hard for me to admit that I'm sort of on this level where like, I need help with like the basic shit in my life, you know, how to communicate, how to cope with anxiety and like panic, um, how to reduce like substance use and, and to be honest with like where I'm at with the people that are close to me. 
things of that nature, totally different, totally different than like being like, oh yeah, like let's just like get inspirational about like our business. They're totally different places to be. So have you had in-person therapy or you have, you have with the, before with the eating disorder? Yeah. Yeah. They, those are both in person. Um, but the one who was like, you, you know, like Menden, like the, the village, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. So there was like a town, town. Yeah. Small there town. was a town nearby that um, it was just like this older woman at her house, like mm-hmm. I just like left from work and would go to her house. And yeah, so this is like amidst my like eating disorder. Right. And she was actually, I went to her first. She was my first ever therapist. And do you remember I her went, name? Gosh, no, no. She's probably <laughs> dead now. I mean, she was like, <laughs> she's pretty old. Probably dead. <laughs> Rest in peace. Uh, but there's, I mean, she pissed me off, man. Um, yeah, man. I think I, yeah, man. I think I had yeah. her like twice. I think that's this, partially why they're there. Yeah. <laughs> to this, oh my gosh. Like I, I went to her house and the way she had me sitting on this couch with my head, like facing away from the window. So like, really, she probably couldn't see much of my face. Like it was like a dark silhouette, you know, when the sun's behind you. Right. And then she was sitting across from me and I was talking about and, and I don't even remember what I was talking about. I was talking about obviously something probably pretty important. And she stops me and she's like, you know, it looks like you got something in your mouth. And I was like, what? Like, what are you talking about? Oh my and gosh. <laughs> she was like, the way that the silhouette is like, uh, like the silhouette of your face right now with the sunlight behind you makes it look like you have like a grape in your cheek. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I have this thing, if like you're obsessed with staring at my face like I am, like when I smile, <laughs> I don't know if you can even see it on this video, but like one oh. side of my cheek has like a fattier pocket than the other. Oh my side. God, I never noticed it before, but I mm-hmm. can like see what Everyone you mean with it. Like huge that vulnerability, out, <laughs> vulnerability moment hell? for me. I used to hate it. I was like, how can you get like fatty pockets removed out of your face? Um, <laughs> but anyway, I'm not sure what it even is. It might be like cancerous. I'm not sure. But, um, <laughs> but anyway, she was like, yeah, it looks like you have a grape in your cheek. And I sat there really confused for a second. And then I like, re- like it, it hit me. And then she was talking about that freaking. You're like, bump. I'm here for body dysmorphia. Basically. <laughs> oh, like, thank you. That's really helpful. Oh my God. So it was hard. If you can believe that I had to like sit there for like another 20 minutes to like, I, cause I, I probably would have said something now if it were me now, but like yeah. at the time I was like, Oh, this is my first therapist. Like I'm obviously like kind of nervous and a little bit like mm-hmm. passive and so I just sat there and was like, oh, no, I don't. She's like, huh, you know, and I'm like, oh like, my what God. the hell? Wow. Like, how old are you then? Oh, gosh. Um, maybe like, I think I was like 18. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't, I was like just getting ready to leave um, high school. Jeez. But I think with the time, because that was when I was going through like 
the lack of eating and like Mm -hmm. excessive exercise that like I was actually like very like my face was like also really more sunken and stuff so like I think maybe that grape was more prominent but in any case (laughs) it was absolutely inappropriate we should give some advice maybe to close it out about how about what's what you feel has worked or hasn't worked with regards to like finding and choosing a good therapist Mm. I will say the number one thing that has worked for me that I would recommend is if you know a friend who has had a therapist that they have liked and they and that's a friend who you feel like you are close with or that you maybe share some of the same well I mean because I think if they are your friend you probably do share some of the same perspectives on life you know inherently mm-hmm. um but like especially like one of my friends it's like we really kind of struggle with anxieties regarding the same things they tend to be like existential you know type of things um and he was like oh you know this woman like literally like saved my life um you know, and even though he's not currently in therapy, spoke really highly of her. And that, like, you know, that was, that was the only time that I really (laughs) got, like, the connection that I was looking for. So if you, like, feel like you kind of are thinking about therapy, I feel like the best thing is to find anybody who you, like, like, or trust, or know, who's a friend, who has had a good therapeutic experience and can make a recommendation to you because it's that's hard great. is so yeah, hard. yeah. seriously like, I, that's a really good point and it can I never off therapy yeah you know? oh yeah yeah that's I mean that is what I hear from some or I have heard from, from some friends you know that like mm-hmm. you go to therapy and like it's just like one after another they just suck 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 and then mm-hmm. you're like whatever I guess this isn't working for me but I mean you have to do a lot of research. You have to be open-minded um, as much as possible. I know like therapy itself, just doing the research is hard for some people, you know? Oh my God, if um, you're depressed, yeah. Like it's right. like a mountain, it's terrible. And that and that's why I think, you know, like when I say, I just like went with like the first person who popped up on Google, like essentially because like, it's just too exhausting. Yeah. For someone who's chronically exhausted, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, the cliche truism too, is that people say like, you have to be ready for therapy. Yeah. Um, and kind of goes back to like what I was kind of saying with my personal experience before is sometimes like, you like sharing is not the really ready part. to talk about. Right. So, yeah. yeah. You're not even ready to admit it to yourself. So like, I mean, and that's okay. You know, I still think anyone who's thinking about trying it should try it. And even if it mm-hmm. fails, it's still an experience. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so. Yeah. And well, you got your feet wet, you know, even if mm. you started going and weren't even saying anything, you're, you got your toes wet. And now it's just a matter of like working up to it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just think that comes with, yeah, the patience of going through, you might have to go through a couple of therapists, you know, to yeah, like get where definitely. you want to be, but 
It's so beneficial, dude. It's so beneficial. Dude, yeah, I know. I know. I sent you that meme the other day where the dog was walking itself with, with its own lead. Like me. Yeah. It's like it's so it's me trying to therapize myself. It's so uh it's so true. Like you think you can do it. There's just a very it's a very unique relationship. And it is something that I think. Um, we, we kind of did say we wanted to talk about this because we feel like it's still pretty misunderstood by like our parents' generation in terms of why it's a beneficial relationship to have, because I think that a lot of people, um, again, I'm 32, Heather's 27. A lot of people who are kind of like our parents' age, um, are still, you know, and so therefore probably people who are our age still really seeing it as, you know, almost something that's like offensive Mm -hmm. if you are the parent of a child who's in therapy and, um, the expectation around what one is supposed to be getting out of therapy or why one needs to go to therapy is really, um, abstracted into something that it's not because Mm -hmm. it's just it's just a totally different type of relationship that gives a person the space to speak with another human who has no attachment or judgment or even necessarily context of certain situations and who can just look on things objectively yeah so what we've covered today is some of uh, both of our experiences with therapy, hopefully some humorous, um, hopefully have m- maybe could sort of break down some barriers uh, if anybody has had experiences with therapy that are either negative or considering going to therapy because I think therapy is a very weird, ambiguous mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. thing and that's I hope we can normalize that if you've had a bad experience or even more than one bad experience, that's not abnormal. Um, But there still can be a lot of benefits to finding the right uh, connection with that objective person. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I definitely think it's just a matter of kind of being patient, like I said, and like not being hard on yourself or taking it offensively, like when you don't find the right fit. Mm-hmm. And just like, I mean, I obviously have learned to laugh at like the, the bad experiences. So I mean, at that, mm. I mean, it takes a little bit of work, especially if you're in such like a fragile state. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, it, just know that probably eventually hopefully you look back on them and kind of laugh at them and and you learn from them yeah Yeah, man like probably like the tangent off of that it's good to have a friend to talk about your therapy sessions with oh my god yes I know I love having you to have that like go to therapy with you after my actual therapy be like oh my god listen to my fucking therapist therapy post therapy I mean like it's it is just like about I don't know if you're in if you're if you're having like yeah kind of that tough time which you know I have um having like those connections sometimes sometimes you just you find yourself with not very many you know close connections who you can really be real with so you start to realize how valuable like 
those one or two relationships mm-hmm. if it's a close family member or a close friend or a therapist and like a family member or whatever like that you can feel in a non-judgmental space with like yeah is fucking that's the rope that you pull yourself up from whatever the thing is seemingly mm-hmm. seemingly this is what happens so but um yeah we can so I hope that maybe we've conveyed some hope that's uh that's not too life coachy yes absolutely yeah go to therapy too inspirational it's gonna be shit just do it anyway no definitely uh basically just one big validation that you know if you're thinking about it and considering it then go to it and we can be your post therapist if you prefer exactly because you can still email us at not yet diagnosed dot dot gmail (laughs) and gmail.com and eventually we're going to set up some proper like more things like videos and links and blah 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 but right now luckily anyone who's with us gets to experience the totally raw Mm. unfiltered uh figuring this outness that is still episode number three so yeah it's fun I'm enjoying it and we will talk to y'all next week that's right everybody hang in there